Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bagel Bites. Uh, my name is Robbie Nagel, and this is just a podcast where I get to share random thoughts that I have uh, about the things that I like to study and research. I have a BA in Biblical and Theological Studies, so the majority of these are going to be uh, Bible-based or faith-based, uh, but I also do random ramblings about history and just other topics. Um, I will slowly pull my audience as it grows uh, and ask them questions to uh, see what kind of topics they want to hear, and um, maybe that changes uh, to other um, interests that I have. Uh, I've, my uh, interests uh, vary uh, a lot. Uh, I'm a very interesting individual, if you've ever met me. Um, but yeah, uh, the topic for today uh, is going to be more Bible-based, so when I first uh, started talking about uh, what this podcast would be like and uh, asked some of my friends on my uh, Facebook uh, what they would want to see. Uh, a lot of them uh, said mostly uh, some type of biblical um, thought. Uh, the prevailing uh, topic would have been just anything that a common person would not know about the Bible or the people in the Bible and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm going to do one of those today. Uh, so today I'll be talking about Moses. Uh, he's a very well-known biblical character. Uh, if you haven't read the Bible, he's the person that is born in uh, the book of Exodus and rises up into leadership and leads the Israelites out of Egypt uh, and gives them uh, the law. He's their main leader in the desert. But the chronology of his life is broken up into three uh, sets of 40 years. Uh, the first 40 um, are not really recorded at all. Uh, the second 40 are when he leaves Egypt and goes into uh, the desert and essentially becomes a shepherd, uh, helps out his father-in-law, uh, marries his wife, and... 40 years ago by of him doing that, and then he's called at 80 years old to lead the people out into the desert, and they wander for 40 years again, and uh, he dies at 120. And those are the sets of his uh, life, uh, but the first 40 years, uh, while they're not recorded in scripture, uh, there's a lot of, um, I, I don't want to say the word speculation, but that's the word I'm going to use anyway. Uh, there's a lot of theories at what he would be doing uh, during those 40 years. Uh, Josephus writes about them a lot, and uh, he's a very well-known uh, first century historian. He talks about um, a lot of stuff. And then there's also um, Louis Ginsburg, who uh, wrote The Legends of the Jews, in uh, the early 1900s, uh, but he took a compilation of Agada, uh, which are essentially just Jewish teachings. Uh, it's from the um, Mishnah, the Talmud, and the Midrash. Uh, he uh, made a full uh, compilation of about seven volumes, uh, which is a bunch of notes and uh, stories, and so we have a bunch of information, and this is something that's been passed down uh, through generations, so much so that uh, we have reference to uh, this in the New Testament. In 2 Timothy 3, uh, verse 8, it says, Now as Janus and John Brees resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disproved concerning the faith. Uh, and Janus and John Brees are the magicians of Pharaoh, 
uh, the ones that Moses um, goes against with his uh, staff that turns into a snake uh, and eats up their snakes. Uh, if you remember that scene in uh, both the Prince of Egypt, uh, which is everybody's reference for the story of Moses, and uh, and obviously Scripture as the 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 source that I would rather you reference but for whatever reason that image just popped in my head so yeah it's 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 in there from youth and um but the magicians janice and john john breeze are uh talked about in these types of sources uh that were passed down through uh multiple generations of jews and are still uh passed down you can uh read some of them translated in english a lot of them are obviously still in hebrew um, because there's no, uh, I don't know, there's no value in translating them into English, I suppose, um, when uh, the current state of Israel knows Hebrew again. Uh, it's a very, uh, it's a, an alive language again, which is uh, uh, fantastic and uh, is a completely different point that I uh, wasn't planning on talking about in this podcast, uh, which is a great thing. And um, anyway, uh, but that allows us to be able to study these things and um, these two uh, historians essentially, um, Ginsburg and Josephus both talked about these, uh, these missing years, I suppose, the first 40 years of Moses's life, uh, and I really, um, believe that, uh, the, those first 40 years were the things that became the most prevalent thing in, uh, shaping Moses' character, and I think it's the default settings that he had within him, uh, that he kind of leaned on in numbers where he strikes the rock instead of wording the rock or speaking to the rock uh, that God commanded him to do to draw water out of it. Um, because here's the thing, and this is something that obviously is not in the Bible, it's just in these traditions, and uh, we have no, uh, you know, way to 100% prove this. Uh, these are viable options, and these are stories that were recorded and handed down. And now we have multiple stories, especially within the Old Testament Apocrypha, the New Testament Apocrypha, within the Pseudepigrapha, which is just a fancy name for fake authors, pseudé, uh, like pseudonym, fake. Um, and we have a, a bunch of uh, Second Temple sources that uh, are very much uh, uh, fictional, uh, but they draw on uh, sources of Scripture. Um, so much so that Jude references Enoch in uh, his epistle. So it was a prevalent enough letter and book uh, during the Second Temple period uh, that enough people knew about it that they would catch that reference. Um, and that's a completely other side story. Maybe I'll do a teaching on uh, those texts. I actually will, actually. And now that I'm thinking about it, uh, here's the, the joy of these podcasts is that they're completely unscripted. I do not take notes or anything like that beforehand. And um, that leads me to go into random rabbit trails. And it's something that you hopefully enjoy me doing, uh, or you will not find any entertainment or value in this podcast. But I am recording um, two classes that I taught previously uh, in person at church, and they're classes that I created the uh, curriculum for. Uh, they were just topics that I uh, enjoy uh, teaching and researching myself and learning more about every day, and one of them was um, Genesis as a uh, ancient Near East text. That's the one I'm recording first, actually, because it's the one I actually have the most notes for, 
and it's the one I did most recently, so it'll be easier for me to record it, and that's one that I, um, I like it a little more. Um, but that'll be out. Uh, I won't make any promises of how soon that will be out, uh, but it'll be out at some point in time. The other one is a class I call From Great to Great, and it's literally Second Temple History. It's from uh, Cyrus the Great to Herod the Great, those uh, quote-unquote missing years uh, between uh, the end of the Old Testament and the start of the New. Uh, so I actually uh, take a full class uh, where I talk about uh, all of the history uh, leading up to um, the time of Jesus and what that background is for uh, the context of the New Testament, and I think it's very prevalent. It'll uh, really open your eyes. Uh, so if you enjoy stuff like that, uh, keep your lookout on my social media and on here. Uh, I'll probably make some type of announcement when I actually have all of them recorded uh, within this podcast uh, to tell you when it'll be out. And um, yeah, but... In the Great to Great series, I actually do a full um, teaching on the Pseudepigrapha and the Apocrypha, and we go through a couple of the texts, and I read some of it, and uh, just talk about the importance of it and stuff like that. Um, and there is value and importance to it, as uh, where we get uh, the story of First uh, and Second Maccabees, that's uh, where we get the story of Hanukkah from. Uh, it's recorded, and it's in the Old Testament Apocrypha, and um, it's obviously historical, it's obviously important, and... Um, stuff like that, but it's not considered canon to scripture, uh, and that's another thing that I can talk about in that class. Uh, so be on the lookout for those, and it'll be super enjoyable. But back to the topic of this podcast, uh, being Moses, uh, and I'm noticing slowly that I'm not going to be keeping the parameters of 10 minutes and under, so bagel bites might be more like a plate of bagel bites, which is what is in the logo. So I guess I foretold that without actually explaining that. Um, hopefully some of these are going to be within the time limit. I want to be it. I want these to be a shorter uh, podcast that are easily uh, listened to um, as you scroll or whatever. And um I just don't want to take a whole, whole lot of your time with these, um, but hopefully you're interested enough to hold on uh, for another couple of minutes. Uh, at least they're not like my practice um, podcast, which ended up being 40 minutes before I noticed, and I completely deleted it and redid it as a 10-minute podcast. So it's not that bad, I guess. Um, but back to the main topic, Moses, now that I'm 11 minutes into this podcast, we'll talk about the title of this um, whole thing and the point that I've recorded this. Uh, I hope you enjoy the journey um, as all of my promises are broken for this. Um, but yeah, so uh, the 40 years that are unrecorded, uh, and these are things that generally people wouldn't know, um, but when I say them, uh, they'll make sense uh, to you, um, hopefully, as I explain them. Uh, a couple of things, so we have to keep in mind that uh, Moses' name is literally the definition of drawn out of the Nile. Uh, Pharaoh's daughter ends up uh, rescuing him and naming him and then raising him in Pharaoh's house after he is weaned. And the mindset of that raising, uh, that he was drawn out of the Nile, 
within Egyptian mythology, their gods come out of the Nile. So he was raised with that mentality. Uh, and the uh, final plague, the plague of the firstborn uh, dying in Egypt, the uh, notion of that wasn't just firstborn, uh, you know, by a birthright, by like how we think firstborn. Um, firstborn within the culture was the firstborn was the one that received everything, uh, their inheritance, um, the power, the authority. Uh, they were treated differently in all reality, especially Pharaoh's firstborn. Pharaoh's firstborn would be Pharaoh. And within Egyptian mythology, the uh, Egyptian gods formed them as Pharaoh. They gave them the divine right to rule. That was their thought and that was their um, philosophy in life. So Moses being raised essentially as God-adjacent, for 40 years of his life, knowing that he was Hebrew because of his family, uh, he would have had some type of encounters with them. Um, obviously, his skin tone would have been a little different. Their, their races are different. Um, so he would have known uh, that, but he was raised as Pharaoh's son for all intents and purposes. Uh, if he didn't leave, if he was older, um, he might have had some claim to the throne. Um which is something we don't normally talk about, uh, but he uh, found the justice of his, you know, birthright and uh, killed the Egyptian and fled. Um, but during those 40 years, 40 years is a long time. 40 years, you get some stuff done. Uh, so uh, Ginsburg writes about this. Um, well, the um, Talmud writes about this, um, but Ginsburg writes it in uh, German, which was translated well into English, uh, which is where I read most of it. Um, and Josephus talks about this as well. But during those 40 years, he would have been part of uh, Pharaoh's army. Pharaoh goes out to war. He doesn't just hang out in his castle. No king in the ancient Near East, all of them, uh, went out to war. They led those battles. They didn't just order them. They weren't generals or anything like that. Everyone uh, within the military took part in those campaigns. Uh, they didn't just stay home. Um, so Moses would have most likely uh, been some type of uh, Egyptian uh, military uh, general to some sort of extent he would have taken part in a multitude of battles uh, during those 40 years uh, which is most likely where he gained the leadership qualities that he needed to lead millions of people out of Egypt and um, that was a uh, a prevalent thing about Moses's identity uh, was being an Egyptian leader uh, in the uh, upbringing that he could be uh, or was, you know, created by the god Ra or uh, depending on who uh, Pharaoh was at the time, uh, Ra is most likely the um, top god during this time. Um, Egyptians' uh, mythology and pantheon changed uh, throughout a certain amount of time, but um, Moses would have uh, led those battles. It's one of the things that he would have done uh, throughout his years. He would have been raised in the palace, obviously, so with all uh, luxury and um, a teaching uh, he would have received. Uh, he says that he uh, mutters or stutters, and um, but he would have uh, had the knowledge uh, and backing of that culture and that society. Uh, he would have been up 
he would have been taught that while he grew up. Um, so after he fled, uh, his life completely changed. He became a shepherd. Um, when he came back, he kind of combined those two 40 years worth of experience into uh, this leader of Israel. Um, and the reason why I started this off saying that this is kind of like where the stumbling block of uh, his failure in numbers is because he uh, relied back on uh, glorifying himself, essentially. So this is something that's also missed uh, if you don't look at some of the Hebrew. Um, in uh, the book of Numbers, when they come to the rock in the wilderness and uh, the people are grumbling for water, uh, they ask Moses for water, they complain and bicker and stuff like that, and the Lord tells Moses to speak to the rock or word the rock um, to bring out water, and he uh, doesn't. Uh, he gets frustrated, and he strikes the rock like he did earlier in Exodus, uh, where it was okay to strike the rock. He was told to strike the rock that time, not this time, uh, because if he spoke to the rock, the faith and glory would have been placed on God because Moses wasn't a part of it, just his word was, uh, but God's power was the thing that drew the water out. Uh, instead, he struck the rock, um, putting some type of glory on himself, uh, which was um, most likely the sin that he had. Um, he uh, forsook the command of God um, to speak to it and said he took some of the credit himself. He said, uh, you know, shouldn't we draw this water out of the rock? Um, so you can drink because he was so frustrated. And in that frustration, he reverted back to, uh, you know, a prince of Egypt. Um, he reverted back to that, uh, that upbringing, that upbringing that he had, the 40 years of, uh, being in authority, uh, in a very wealthy and established nation. Um, that the 40 years in the, uh, the 40 years as a shepherd didn't really break off of him uh, completely. Uh, and that's kind of the story that you see throughout the rest of the Old Testament, that the 40 years in the desert didn't break off everything um, in Israel. Uh, they had to continually walk that out. And that's kind of, I think that's a word for somebody as well. Uh, the time that you put in um, to break stuff off is continual. It's not just the, uh, you know, once you go through a season of breaking off and refining. Uh, it doesn't just go away completely. You can always revert. Um, and Moses does that, and Israel does that. We do that as Christians. Um, and yeah, I really think that was for someone. I didn't really plan on going into that at all. Um, so that's really cool that uh, this is also an avenue for uh, certain words of encouragement and um, sort of like a devotional. Uh, type of mentality. Uh, that's not necessarily where my mind was for this podcast, but uh, I don't know, I'm pleased that it led that led there as well. Um, so that's good. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening to this one. I went on multiple tangents and uh, doubled my personal time limit. Um, I hope that's okay. Uh, I don't know uh, everybody's um, thoughts on that. Uh, if this is going to be uh, more of a longer free-form type of podcast, or if I'm going to always keep them under the 10 minutes. Uh, I just sense that I was supposed to go a little longer with this one. I've debated and paused and uh, cut some stuff. 
but I felt like um, that was supposed to be a little longer with this one. Um, for various reasons, I thought about uh, completely deleting this and re-recording it uh, as a 10-minute one, um, but it seems like uh, there was just more to talk about, and I didn't really want to break it into like two parts or anything like that. Um, so yeah, if, uh, if you can give me some feedback on uh, these, if you're okay with them not being 10 minutes, uh, if Bagel Bites turns more into uh, full plates of Bagel Bites, as I kind of joked about and alluded to earlier in this podcast, that'd be great. Um, I kinded, I, I wanted uh, to have it as 10 minutes so that it could be a quick thing, um, or a um, uh, easy, easy thing to listen to. I don't want to um, have you have to you know set aside like a full uh, episode's worth of uh, listening to this. Um, but, uh, if that's okay with you guys, uh, if you have that time to, you know, support this, uh, adventure that I'm kind of on during this time, um, that'd be great. Uh, I certainly appreciate everybody that's listening to these. I appreciate, uh, your feedback and support and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening to this one and, um, I'll catch you at the next episode tomorrow, most likely. Um, thanks again.